I think recruiting done well is a matchmaking process where you're as transparent as you can be about a company so people can really opt into the culture and environment um, that you're building. So I love to see that um, a lot of our customers are open sourcing a lot of that content and information so candidates can actually make like the best long-term career choice for themselves as well. Um, probably unsurprisingly, we use Notion for almost everything um, within the people team at Notion. Um, so how it's kind of established is we have a home base um, for all of uh, the company to access key documents. That was Notion head of people, Marianne Kahi. And in this episode, I sat down with Marianne to talk about her experience joining Notion just after the pandemic and what she's learned scaling and growing their operations. And we'll be right back with that conversation after a brief word from our sponsor. Support for the Redefining HR podcast comes from PIN. PIN is building the world's first employee-centric communications tool, powering fast-growing companies like Shopify, Rubrik, and Sneak. Automate messages across the employee journey so you never miss an opportunity and your employees are supported every step of the way. From onboarding to becoming a new manager and more, PIN helps companies communicate at scale. Go to pinhq.com for more information. That's pynhq.com. Reinvent communications for the distributed workforce. And now, on to the show. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Redefining HR Podcast. I'm your host, Lars Schmidt. And today, I'm joined by the head of people for Notion, Marianne Kahi. And we're going to talk about Marianne's role at Notion, what she's building, what was like onboarding into a new company a few months into the pandemic, and a lot more. So uh, for those of you like me that are Notion users, I'm going to see if we can get some power tips as well from uh, Marianne, maybe some, some hidden gem templates. So Marianne, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Uh, I'd love to have you start with uh, an introduction for the viewers and listeners. Well, thanks so much for having me. I'm very excited to chat more about Notion and all things um, in the people space. Um, by way of background, I joined Notion about uh, a year and a half ago, so when there were 60 employees, and now we're over 250 in six offices globally. Um, so kind of joined just in time um, for the company to start going through hypergrowth. Yeah, and so you know, you didn't start your career in, in HR. You, you started your career actually in sales at Google before moving to recruiting at Dropbox. And so, walk me through that shift. What 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 kind of compelled you to uh, you know move away from sales, move over to the recruiting side? I've always been passionate about the people space. So um, I, even before I went into sales, it was always something that was always very fascinating and interesting to me. I'm the type of person where if I'm sitting next to you on the bus, like I will absolutely strike up a conversation and like try to learn more about like the human and like your story as well. Um, so I think nobody's surprised that I ended up in the people space of helpful. Um, but I started my career in sales at Google and had a wonderful run. I actually joined Dropbox to help um, build out a sales team there. Um, and as you can imagine, hiring um, ends up being one of your biggest priorities as a manager. Um, and they gave me the opportunity to build out the new hire um, 
program for all new hires coming into Dropbox at the time. Um, and it went really well. Uh, so I was fortunate enough that they then asked if I would move over to the recruiting side full time. Um, and I just fell in love with it. Like I absolutely uh, love recruiting. Um, so from there, I got to travel to Dublin um, and build out Dropbox's international offices. Um, and then I've kind of moved, uh, kind of moved within the people space from there, from managing recruiting to real estate, to onboarding, to HR kind of um, over time. And did you know then that kind of your your ambitions and aspirations were towards the CPO track? Because it's interesting. I think a lot of people, you're starting to see more people move from that TA lead role into the CPO role. Um, but there's also a population of people that are just diehard TA people, right? They just love that space. They don't want to be removed from it. And so what, what was that like for you? Yeah, I th I'm really passionate about um, hiring and great talent, but then equal parts taking care of that talent. So I didn't know that I wanted to be a chief people officer by any means whenever I um, stepped into the role, but I love to solve problems and I love to be helpful. And so oftentimes um, in recruiting, how like my my own career kind of grew fairly organically is um when I was at Gusto, I was focused on recruiting and it became apparent if you're hiring in all this great talent, you need a wonderful onboarding program. You need to make sure you have like amazing total rewards to attract and retain that talent. Um, so it's always been through like a genuine lens and like taking care of talent, but it was more of like actually to hiring great talent. There's like other pieces of the puzzle that need to be solved as well. And so you, you moved into your current role um, at Notion about six months into the pandemic. And so... <laughs> Things were still, it's weird, you know, like looking back now, it feels like this has been in the forever time, right, of the pandemic. Yeah. But even even then, like six months in the pandemic, we were maybe a little more settled in our unsettledness, right? Like that's a butchering language right now, but that's pretty accurate. <laughs> um, you know, for you kind of coming into that role, while things were still, you know, very fluid, very uncertain, um, what was that onboarding experience like for you? The onboarding experience, I would say, was a lot better than I had expected uh, for a 60-person startup with a six-month-old uh, baby in tow as well, um, a very um, inviting culture. Um, so that's always been wonderful. Um, something that's really unique to Notion is because we use Notion internally, almost every decision um, or every priority is documented. So that way you can like pretty easily read to get up to speed on what's happening. So the company values and product roadmap is all open source within the company for you to have access to. And culturally, it's a very open by default um, uh, approach. So as an example, if uh, I had a question for another employee, I wouldn't just direct message that employee on Slack as an example, I would always put it in a public channel so that way everyone can have a shared learning of like, if I have the question, somebody else has the question. It takes a little bit of time to get used to, but I've actually like ended up loving um, that approach as a company. Um, and I people were quite excited to have a head of people as well. So every employee, I think, graciously met with me my first two weeks to help me kind of onboard to understand like what was going well, opportunity areas. Um, so that was great as well to kind of get color and context behind everything that was documented. Yeah, well, I think it's, uh, you know, hat tip to Notion for investing in a head of people at 60 employees. You know, we're starting to see more of that, right? I think that companies a couple of years ago, even, you know, often didn't really think about really investing in a leader for that team until probably 200 employees after they actually needed it. And so it, it's great to see companies that are making that, you know, that, that commitment to bring in a leader who can just build a people infrastructure designed to scale with the business 
uh, and for the team as it goes. Um, for listeners and viewers who may not be familiar with Notion, how do you describe the platform? Notion's a, an all-in-one workplace that helps you combine your notes and docs and any project management and in internal intranets, um, and you can make them all customizable to fit your needs as a user. So if you're an individual user like yourself, Lars, or you're an enterprise business, you can really tailor the software to meet your specific needs. Um, our CEO always talks about enabling the world um, to be their own tool makers and kind of build beautiful software as well. Yeah, it's interesting. I think that you know, in this kind of uh, era of no-code solutions, right? Like, like for me, like I, I use Notion extensively. I use platforms like Coda, you know, quite a bit, and it allows. Like, I'm not a developer. I'm not an engineer. I don't even front to be one. But I, I have ideas, and if I have tools that actually let me build some things with some pretty robust functionality. Uh, you can build some really cool things and actually use um, my executive search practice. Um, I have a Notion uh, uh, you know, page basically built out with a candidate pipeline that I always share with my clients. So they have real-time visibility into exactly where searches are, who's in play, what interviews are scheduled. And it's great. And it, again, it's that, it's that async coordination where you can really build some interesting things. Um, you mentioned the company's grown from 60 to about 250 now. Um, where are you based? You mentioned you're in a couple different regions and countries. Um, where are you located and kind of how is your people team structured to support that base? Yeah, um, Notion's really interesting in that over 70% of our users are outside of the United States. So it's a very global company and it's grown fairly organically that way. So how we've located employees is reflective of the customers that we serve. Um, in the United States, we have offices in both San Francisco and New York. Um, uh, internationally, we have offices in Dublin, Ireland, um, an office in Hyderabad, an office in Korea, as well as Japan. Um, and we're planning to open up one to two more locations over the next year, but uh, those are still under wraps, I think. Yeah. Well, so how is your people structure, your people team kind of structured to support that? So we have our recruiting team, which is attracting um, candidates in. Um, and then within that, there's different specializations. So we have a technical recruiting team. We have a scaled business recruiting team. And then we have a specialized business recruiting team, as well as recruiting operations, um, which really owns like the candidate experience and recruiting coordination. Um, so that's how the recruiting team is structured, which is a decent percentage um, of the people team today, given we're in a growth phase as a company. Um, something I'm trying to be very about though is ensuring that there's balance and harmony across the people team. So it's not just recruiters, but equal parts you're taking care of all employees throughout the employee life cycle. So we also have an HR team and um, there's one pod that really looks after people programs and tools and total rewards. So kind of more of the back end approach. And then we have um, our HR team that's owns employee relations and make and learning and development and company onboarding. So it's kind of more of the forward facing approach to HR. Um, and then the final pod that we have is environment and IT. Um, so that consists of our global real estate approach, how we're building culture and community, as well as making sure everyone really has the tools they need to be set up for success. Um, by design, I also try to make sure that everyone's not just in headquarter. So I have global leaders um, in all of the offices to make sure there's a good distribution of leadership talent across the globe as well. When I, when I first discovered Notion, um, I saw people were using it. You mentioned kind of some of the different use cases and templates that exist. Um, you know, one is, you know, uh, an intranet or a wiki, but I started seeing more companies, uh, two use cases that really kind of stood out to me. One 
was instead of a traditional career site, people were building career sites in Notion, uh, where you could include a lot more depth and information beyond just the job. And you know, these are these are typically startups, so not companies that are hiring necessarily at scale, but you know, hiring you know 10, 20, 30 positions. Um, but I was also seeing companies that were basically open sourcing their internal kind of intranet or wiki around, you know, benefits, uh, values, culture, jobs, promotions, right? All of that stuff lived and they used it internally and it lived in Notion, but they were actually open sourcing that externally. So for candidates who wanted to get a deeper sense of what the company was like, they could do that. And I thought that was really a smart use case for the platform because again, I think especially in this era we're in right now where the job market is white hot, candidates, typically want to know more than what you're giving them in a job description. And you know, so, some may not, some are just kind of quickly, they want to go through this, but candidates that are really evaluating your company deeply, they want to be able to go deep and they want access to all that stuff. And so why make them hunt for it all over the internet where you could just serve it up to them in one common platform? And so I'm curious, like how, how do you use Notion internally to support your, your people ops teams and the business? Yeah, absolutely. It's um, interesting on the recruiting side. Like I think recruiting done well is a matchmaking process where you're as transparent as you can be about a company. So people can really opt into the culture and environment um, that you're building. So I love to see that um, a lot of our customers are open sourcing a lot of that content and information. So candidates can actually make like the best long-term career choice for themselves as well. Um, probably unsurprisingly, we use Notion for almost everything um, within the the people team at Notion. So how it's kind of established is we have a home base for all of uh, the company to access key documents. So our mission and vision, our company values, our company OKRs, our product roadmap. So that way it's available to everybody. And then we have people-specific pages so people can access information at their fingertips. So our company benefits, um, how we're building culture and community, how to get involved with affinity groups, um, upcoming like programming and events um, if you want to meet more of your coworkers and connect more. Um, so we tried to keep it as diligently updated as possible so that way everyone um, can really take part of the full culture and experience of being at Notion. Hey everyone, I'm excited to introduce you to the new Amplify Accelerator platform. The Amplify and redefining HR ecosystem have evolved quite a bit over the last two years, starting with a podcast, growing to a book, and now leading to a full platform aimed at developing and supporting the next generation of chief people officers. You know, the mission of Amplify is accelerating innovation at scale, and we now do that through HR executive search services, cohort courses, communities, jobs, and media. That includes the podcast and the book. So you can check all of this out at AmplifyTalent.com. And now back to the show. And what would you say are your favorite templates, right? Like if, if somebody is uh, watching and they're listening and, you know, maybe they're a Notion user, maybe they're new to Notion, uh, but they want to dig in and maybe find some like pre-built HR people recruiting templates that they can just kind of jump into and start using right away. Where would you point them towards? 
So we have a template gallery. Um, it's just notion.so slash templates, which I mean, is incredible. And I'm always using it myself personally to make um, beautiful uh, pages and kind of get more inspiration. On a personal note, I love the habit tracker because I'm one of those personalities um, that loves to be able to check off um, like what I have accomplished um, over a given day. Um, but some of my favorite templates, we have a new hire onboarding template to really make sure employees are looked after in their first 90 days at the company. We have a company homepage, which gives you kind of inspiration uh, for key documents that a new hire is really going to want to know and grow. Um, but you also mentioned a lot from the HR standpoint, um, and we use it internally as well, is a job board. So you can actually make your own career site externally. You can track how candidates are going through your process. So Almost anything you could imagine probably exists um, as a template that's been curated uh, by this like amazing community of Notion users. And so as, uh, as Notion employees, do you get kind of Notion training bootcamp, right? Do you get, you know, because the, 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 the capabilities can go pretty deep, right? And, and obviously, uh, if you are not an engineer or somebody who's typically building these kind of, uh, you know, dynamic resources, there's a bit of a learning curve. So what, what, how did you kind of, you came into Notion, uh, what was that onboarding experience like for you in terms of like getting a feel for how to, how to use the tool? When I joined, um, you kind of just learned it on your own. Um, but we've since built out um, an onboarding program. And I, something we're really excited about is we actually hire some of our ambassadors. Um, so not Notion employees, but people who are evangelists and users of the product to train our own employees on how to use Notion. And so we've developed kind of like a custom curricula with members of our ambassador community uh, on like training our own Notion employees on how to use Notion, which I think has always been um, really refreshing. And just to see that um, customer love as well, I think, is so inspiring in your first week or two of onboarding. Yeah, and it's it's interesting. I think you know the the growth of Notion during the pandemic, as you referenced, was pretty massive. I think it went from around four million to twenty million, um, you know, customers over a pretty short period of time. Um, and a, a big kind of the backdrop of all of this in the pandemic is is this gradual shift from synchronous as the default to how we work to asynchronous, not necessarily being the default. Yeah, I'd like that to be the case, but I think we're a ways away from that. But seeing more companies be much more intentional about building asynchronous kind of operating systems into how they work. And so how do you kind of as a people leader who's involved in kind of, you know, setting structure and kind of, uh, you know, operating systems within the business, how do you think about like how you steer people towards synchronous versus asynchronous uh, coordination? I think you need both to be a really healthy culture and company. Um, so like when I think about synchronous activities or in-person activities, I think that's all about build, like when you're collaborating on something that's like hard and you might get inspiration from partnering someone when you're building like a community and a culture. Um, I think that that's personally best done like in person, like over a cup of coffee. I think there's just small nuances that get lost. And I think asynchronous is great for information distillation, for keeping keeping projects moving across like various time zones. So for me, I actually think you need a healthy blend of both to build a really lasting culture. You know, one of the things that, again, it ties to this idea of, of asynchronous, it ties to so many themes that are, you know, kind of common with this new world of work that is being built right now, right? And I think that a lot of the conversation stems from how the pandemic has impacted, you know, business and work itself and the field of HR. 
But it's really more complex than that. Like the very nature of work is changing, right? We're moving away from some of these industrial era constructs of, you know, where, when, and how work happened to, to create new constructs that, you know, hadn't existed at any scale before. Um, and I'm curious, like as a people leader who's on the front lines of this change, what gets you excited? Like how, what do you think about this opportunity for the field to be, you know, redefining many aspects of work itself? What, what gets you most excited? When I think about building a really great people team, I think it's um, ensuring that you're viewed internally as like an enabler to help the company move forward and move faster and like better serve your customers. So when I like look towards hiring and talent, I want to make sure that they're aligned with that ethos of a people team done well is like a true strategic partner that actually enables the business to move much faster um, as well. And so I think for me, that's how we've structured and, and a lot of our priorities as a team are based around that versus the more traditional mindset of an HR org. Well, uh, Marion, I've really enjoyed the conversation, getting to know more about you know your background and kind of what you're building at Notion. Um, we wrap up every podcast with a, a lightning round just to help the audience get to know you a little bit better. So you ready for that? All right, let's go. All right. Uh, we always kick things off with music. Uh, if I was checking out your kind of uh, heavy rotation Spotify playlist, uh, who would I learn <laughs> your top three artists? This is probably embarrassing, but it's most likely in Kanto because I have two children and that is always um, going. I'm also, a, I love musicals. So I listen to Hamilton and Avito quite a bit. So I'm in a big musical uh, phase right now. Yeah, we uh, we are not talking about Bruno in this household. Uh, I have two daughters as well, so I can uh, I can yeah. appreciate the uh, the Spotify takeover. Um, let's shift to streaming. Like, what, what was your latest uh, binge watch on TV? Uh, let's see. I mean, honestly, I think I've watched Encanto at least weekly uh, since uh, since that movie was released. Right now, yeah. That's uh, I'm gonna pass <laughs> on that one because again, as as a parent, I can appreciate the uh, you know. It, thankfully, it's very good. It's a great movie, so uh, it's it's not one of those painful requests that you get from the kids. Like, oh, let's watch this yeah. again. I'm like, oh, how about something else? <laughs> Um, if you were not working in HR, I'll take sales off the table because you did that before as well. But so you weren't working in sales, recruiting your HR, what would you be doing? I would love to think I would be a ski instructor or something just completely outside, um, all the time. And, uh, last question for you, Marianne, who is one, uh, HR leader you admire and why? I mean, there's so many great leaders uh, in the space. Uh, someone who personally has kind of helped uh, build my own career is Stephanie Frias. She's the chief people officer of Lyra Health, and um, she's just a brilliant um, leader, a very thoughtful and analytical, and I think has pushed me throughout the years of working together to be an even better leader myself. Great. Well, thanks again so much for uh, the, all of the experience you shared with us, the wisdom you shared, and uh, letting us get to know you a little bit better. So uh, what I'll do is uh, if there are any particular um, people templates, HR recruiting templates that stand out to you, uh, send those my way. And we're both uh, huge advocates for open source. So we're going to embed those links in this episode. So again, if you're new to Notion, we're going to have an HR people starter pack for you uh, right in the show notes. So uh, Marianne, thanks again for sharing your time and uh, wishing you all the best. Thanks so much. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Redefining HR. For more information on the podcast, past episodes, future guests, the Redefining HR book, or free resources, be sure to check out redefininghr.com. And if you dig this podcast, why don't you share it with your CEO, your executive team, and your friends to help them discover what Redefining HR is all about. 
If you really dig this podcast, I'd love for you to leave a review on whatever podcast delivery vehicle your ears prefer. See you next week.